It's a huge shit sandwich and we're all gonna have to take a bite. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Welcome once again to the Paranoia Playhouse. Y'all tuned in? We got a, some crazy stuff for you tonight. And I went and did what I always do. And I tell people the same thing. I, I do your own research. Form your opinion. That's what I'm doing. So tonight is practice what you preach tonight. But until then, you got your boy ready for Friday, Daddy, and you got Gashish Clay with us tonight. So what's going on there, GC? Yeah, not much, man. Just uh, chilling out. Um, got to go back to work tomorrow. Um, I got an afternoon shift that I got to work. Now you said you went on a road trip yesterday. Well, how'd that turn out? I went good. It went great. We ended up. Um, Road tripping um, from my house all the way out to almost deep western Kentucky. Wow. So y'all went across the whole state then, basically. Yeah. We went to Madisonville, Kentucky, and then we ended up uh, meeting up with a classmate there. And then we ended up going up to Owensboro, Kentucky, which is where you saw my video at that um, at that um, store. game store. Yeah. Games, the game store. And then. And then um, my classmates got pictures of us from when we added Moonlight Barbecue, my, which is my favorite spot I ain't been to in years. Nice. Yeah, I saw the video. I'm like, you walk around with the mask on, and it sounds like you're trying to kill somebody. He's like, uh, uh, uh. I was like, who's it going to kill? Who's it going to kill? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I mean, if you turn, if you put some little music in there and turn that black and white, that's a straight horror film right there. That's like a little short horror film. It's like, uh, uh. I was like, somebody gonna die. Right. Somebody gonna die. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But um. Now, where, where, yeah, was that, where, um was that, where was that game store at? Where was that game store at? Um, not too far from the barbecue joint we had ate that um. Um, like the barbecue joint we ate up from the west side of Owensboro, and then the then the game store was on the east side of Owensboro. Since Owensboro is a little bit smaller than Louisville, it didn't take us very long to get from the west side to the east side of town. Gotcha. But it's, so I mean, pretty it's much really on the way. It's, it's... Go ahead. Um, Owensboro is not really that close to me. It's like an hour and a half to two hours, depending on what you're doing. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because you said um, in the video that you, don't, you ain't really been in there before. I see why now, because it's not really, you know, close to you. So you really don't, you know, frequent that establishment. Yeah, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. I, I'll give them credit for that. Right. Uh. All right. Um, Before we get to tonight's video, um, basically, this is what's going on. And I want to remind everybody that the videos you hear on this podcast can be seen in full on YouTube on my channel, Red and Proud Daddy. You go look up Rev and Proud Daddy, you'll find the videos right there. And I use the same titles so you can find the exact same ones. Now, it's funny because I put out four in a row this past week, and this one seemed to get the most um, views on it. So I'm like, I figure that's one that people want to talk about. So I want, I want to bring it up also because we always question in the idea, you know, why is Black Lives Matter not, you know, putting back into the community? So, we, you know, we ask those questions, right? And yeah. that's what this video actually covers. Um, the activists in Minnesota right now, the grassroots and all them, are making claims that the organization Black Lives Matter is not giving them any funding, any money, any 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 love. They're pretty much turned their backs on them. Oh wow! And I'm like, that's yeah. I was like, I was like, we got to talk about this because you know something. You know, we talk about you know um, the PSU got this. We talk about it off air, on air. I mean, I'm pretty sure other people want to know also. Right. So yeah. This video coming up, like I said, it's um, three people from Minnesota, the activists in Minnesota, and they're, you know, they're making claims that the organization themselves, and when I tell everybody, the organization, it's, I call it the triangle, the three main females that started the organization. Now, you got the, um, what they call the Black Lives Matter Chapter 10, which is 10 organizations throughout America. You got other affiliates and all that. Now, they, um, right. I, did, I did a lot of research. I did a lot. I went to like six different articles and found out information that some of them that even shocked me. 
That was like an eye opener. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't know that. But they're making claims right now that um, BLMM is not giving them any love, any money, nothing like that. So I'm like, that's a little kind of fucking crazy, you know? Because we keep asking the same question. Where are they at with all the, you know, black on black violence? Where's all, you know, the gang violence, black young black men dying in the streets? Where are they at now, you know? Right. And so, I mean, this, this was an eye opener. So, yeah. If y'all want to see the full video, it's on my channel, our YouTube channel, Reverend Proud Daddy. You can go find it. But before we get there, over this past week, uh, I've been um, like exhausted for some reason. I've been super sleepy. And I know it's got something to do with my girlfriend's work schedule, my gaming schedule. And so it's like, but at the same time, my mind is always asking questions. It's running thoughts. It's running, you know, come up. I, I'm a philosopher. Basically, all in all, I'm right. a philosopher, and I, I come up with things, and I wrote a bunch of stuff down over the past couple of days, and it started, like, going together, because I, I, I would take a little notes here, I would jot down things, then I started going, holy shit, this is a whole note thing, so I want to share this with everybody before we get started, and um, y'all bear with me, because it's in my own handwriting, because sometimes my own handwriting is harder for myself, so it's, it goes like this, y'all give right. me a minute, <clears throat> you cannot outrun your history. If you are standing still, conservative media uses facts and data to exaggerate the narrative. Liberal media uses emotional content and deflection to exaggerate the narrative. Independent media points out the bias of both sides to exaggerate the narrative. Is there truth in facts? Is there honesty in the media? Is there a way to read between the lines? In their mindset, we don't need to know how the media works until it stops working. I say it's time to, okay, there we go. I say it's time to resist this mind, mind numbing age of driven conflict. Pay attention. I think I gotta turn the page. Do your own research, form your own opinion, express your thoughts. Have the courage to call anyone out over fear of have the have the courage to call anyone out, even if any if you have a fear of being outcasted or blacklisted. Your mind and voice are the ultimate pieces of equipment to resist and reevaluate your very own existence. This is not a resistance movement. This is not a anarchy rebellion. This is not a passive defiance. These are our lives. These are our freedoms. These are how we live. This is our choice. Be you for you. Believe in something or fall for everything. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I write down, I've got books and books that I take notes and wrote stories over the years. Um, I got a handful of books that right. I've lost um, up in Tennessee. But I, I still now, still to this day, I still take notes and I write things down, thoughts and everything. Because I know in about 100 years, Someone going to look back and go, oh, you had George Orwell, you had um, Alice Huxley, uh, Philip K. Dix, and Reverend Fry Daddy. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to put my head in the ring with all these great you know, right. authors and philosophers, but I'm like, I, I see a lot of the same patterns, and I'm seeing a lot of things that are going on when I was a youth, when I was in my mid-20s, when I was in my 30s, when I'm at right now. I can see where things are going. So it's like maybe it's possible that 100 years from now, someone go, they're going to find my works and be like, Hey, this dude was on to something. Why wasn't nobody listening? But at the same time, right? You know, call me out. Like I remember going back and listening to some of our PS. You got this when I was doing the um, the great clips for our break shows and all that. And I was saying the same thing. Yeah. Back check me. Call me out. You know, I, I have no problem with that because I don't believe in you know um, sharing the bullshit with anybody. You know trying to, you know, get, get over an edge or whatever, or trying to make a name for myself, become popular, make money. No, that's not what it is. It's about sharing, changing the world one thought at a time. You know, even if I'm wrong, right. call me out on it. I'm cool with that. That's what about having a conversation. And so, you know, I, 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 I love the idea that people can have their own opinion, but it has to be their opinion. You know, come at me with your own thoughts. Don't, don't, don't spew the, um, the regurgitated narrative of somebody else's thoughts. Come at me with your own ideas. That's, right. what I, that's what I enjoy. That's what I enjoy. And like I said, tonight's video, like I said, we ask questions all the time. Why is BLM never around when there's gang on gang violence? Where's there's young black men dying in the streets from other black men? You know, so right. we ask those questions, right? And, you know, why are they not giving back to the communities? Yeah. Why, why, where is this, all this money going? Well, it turns out, well, after y'all watch the video, 
I, I did some research last year, 2020, and I must give you a quick synopsis. They made $90 million. The organization, not everybody else, just the triangle, three main girls. The organization made $90 million. So, yeah, let's run this video and let everybody see what's going on. And, you know, like I said, I went and did some research, and we're going to get cover that when we get back. All right, enjoy. We're right back. Well, the verdict is in, folks. The numbers are in. You know, for a second there, far lefties were pretty close. They used the imagery of George Floyd and some other events as a political tool to try to usher in a new age of Marxist revolution. They tried, and you know what? For a while there, people were pretty sympathetic with their views. It seemed as though they were actually starting to expand, and we were seeing a revolution, at least a cultural Marxist revolution, in the making. But then, of course, lefties do what lefties do best, and they absolutely destroyed their own cause. They shot themselves in the foot. Self-sabotage, as we generally say. And now we have the numbers. It's basically official at this point. The American people soundly firmly, absolutely reject Black Lives Matter as an organization. Of course, after having over a year at this point to learn about the Marxist underpinnings. And so they tried so hard, they got so far, but in the end, it didn't really matter now, did it? And so let's cover the demise of another Marxist organization. All right, folks, so here are the numbers. Like usual, people lie, politicians lie, numbers don't. Poll, more registered voters oppose Black Lives Matter for the first time since 2018. 44% of respondents said that they oppose the BLM movement, compared to 43% who support it. 12% said that they neither support nor oppose, and 1% said unsure. The registered voters who answered the poll were asked, do you support or oppose the Black Lives Matter movement? Broken down by age group, more of the 50 to 64 year old and 65 age plus groups said that they oppose the movement, while more respondents in the 18 to 34 and 35 to 49 age groups said that they support it. Additionally, 52% of male respondents oppose, while 50% of females support the movement. While a majority, 85% of Democrat respondents support the movement, the majority, 86% of Republicans opposed it. Interestingly enough, more independent respondents opposed the movement nearly half, 49%, compared to only 34% of the independents who support Black Lives Matter. And frankly, it is a beautiful thing to see. Now, of course, lefties are going to be screeching at the top of their lungs. How could it possibly be a beautiful thing? What do you think? Black lives don't matter. Of course, the same false argument we've heard a million times. But the reality is, the reason why support for Black Lives Matter has absolutely cratered is due to the fact that the actual organization, regardless of whatever it's called or named, fundamentally does not care about black life in this entire thing. The entire movement itself, in a certain way, preys on the vulnerability of the black community, preys on the despair and the suffering in order to further its own ambition. We've seen it endlessly, and the leaders of the movement themselves are the perfect example of that. Need I mention Patrice Cancoolers? But of course, if you think she's the only one, then you have another thing coming. Black Lives Matter, Inc., Black Minnesota community leader discussed shakedown in new video. Black Lives Matter collected 30 plus million dollars, but didn't put one dollar into the community. And of course, the residents of Minneapolis are waking up more than anyone else. I mean, maybe not the white latte liberals, but the actual community members themselves are certainly starting to realize. Take a look. The Black Lives Matter movement up here for us has been a matter of cosmetizing the corpse to camouflage the curse. See right here? This is a multi-million dollar operation. The figures vary from 35 million to, to 50 million dollars. Who got some of that money? Not a dime can I count to be given up. Anything back, nothing. In my estimation, they've caused just as much harm as some would think that they've done good. It was a lot of different organizations out here. They kind of brought, brought, I think brought themselves in here tried to make themselves something that they wasn't. A large force of anarchists with them and, and uh, you know, different different radical type groups. You could tell that the place and the stickers and different things, they was never from here. They came here, they were sent to come in here to do this. These people are community leaders and community organizers from Minneapolis from the exact area where the George Floyd incident occurred and from the exact area that BLM and Antifa thugs ravaged. Those same community leaders who were trying to actually make a difference on the street and elevate the community say that 30 plus million dollars of fundraising occurred and they did not see a dime for their community. And you gotta take their word for it because these are the actual people who would know. These are the street level grassroots organizers. These are the people who live there every single day, day in and day out, trying to make their communities better and they received zero financial aid. And it just happens to be a coincidence that Democrats saw record fundraising 
During last year's summer riots, I wonder where the money went. Actually, the fact that we have no transparency on that is absolutely insane. And so there are so many different elements. Now, the whole Marxism thing is one. The avowed Marxist leadership that created multi-million dollar personal brands for themselves like Patrice Cancoolers, who then immediately moved to the whitest neighborhood in the California hills. That's one thing. Their mission statement to destroy the nuclear family. That's another the $30 million that seemingly disappeared alongside the other tens of millions across the country, that's another. But of course, the most important thing is the actual results themselves. For instance, here's an example. If you donate to charity and then you find out that your money didn't actually go to the charity that you donated to, well, you're going to be pretty pissed. Or another example, let's say you're paying a company to mow your lawn and it's been two years and the grass is up to your knees and nobody is mowing it. There's a lack of results. Well, once again, you're going to be pretty pissed. That's exactly what's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. Not only is the money missing, but most importantly than all, the actual results are missing as every single one of these communities becomes more and more violent. The perfect example right over here, honestly the perfect imagery, St. Louis Mayor press conference on violent crime interrupted by gunfire. And it's the exact same thing that we've seen a million times. Remember that news reporter who was doing a segment in front of the George Floyd Memorial? And then all of a sudden he's ducking as people are just shooting at each other across the street. They wanted this bill of comprehensive police reform uh, to be uh, just got to be careful here with some gunshots. Excuse us, excuse us. It sounds like gunshots. I'll let you know what this is. These seem to be gunshots. Well, what exactly did the millions upon millions of dollars and all the calls to defund the police, what exactly did they do to make people's lives better or make the community safer? The answer is very simple. Jack squat. They did nothing. Here's an ABC segment of what's going on in Democrat-run Philadelphia, which is, once again, another Democrat city being described as if it were a war zone. What's your understanding of what's going on around here in in the neighborhood. It's very uncomfortable for us when we want to hang out with our friends that we have to look over our shoulders every day. I don't walk to school or walk back. My mom makes me drive. You still have to think about what can I do to make sure that I'm not in that situation or what can I do to make sure that my future and my life are set so I could get out of the city. More than 80% of homicide victims in Philadelphia last year were black men. People are describing their living conditions as living in a war zone. And what's the Democrat focus? Voter ID? The phantom of evil orange Donald Trump? What about public safety? What about the constant loss of life in the city of Chicago? Once again, black lives are supposed to matter. We've made this point a million times. But as black life is taken senselessly every single day in the city of Chicago, what are people talking about? Well, MSNBC's Barnacle puts it into perspective. Why is it? We asked ourselves actually the exact same question a couple days ago. Why is it that we're hearing more about Alec Baldwin shooting someone than the near constant gun crime and loss of black life in the city of Chicago? I mean, it's an absolute human tragedy. Loss of life on frankly a scary level. And the organization that calls itself Black Lives Matter doesn't even want to have a conversation about black life in the city of Chicago, Philadelphia, St. Louis, Oakland, New York City, you name it, the list goes on and on and on. Detroit, Baltimore, Milwaukee, they don't even want to have a conversation. And of course, the result is they've absolutely lost their credibility. And now we are seeing it in the numbers as more Americans oppose the organization than support it for the first time since 2018. Yeah, Paranoid Playoffs, right there, like I said, that video can be found on my channel, on, on YouTube, Raven Proud Daddy, and I've got all kind of stuff on there. You can pick and choose whatever you want to watch. I put out things because I think people should be informed. And, and same thing, I always preach this, and Rob knows this, you know, do your own research from your own opinion. So that's what I did. Right. When I saw this video, I'm like, I got to share it with people because we talk about it all the time, but I went and did research. So I went to six different websites and found an article upon an article upon an article over the same topic, and I'm like, holy shit. It was an eye opener. Eye eye opener, <laughs> you know. Now, since right. you get to watch the video, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down to you like this. We're gonna start out with everything okay. that I, like. I had to trim it down. I had to trim it down because I took six you know pages of notes, and I'm like I had to trim it down. So we're gonna start off a little bit easy, you know. But basically, it's like this: Black Lives Matter power grab sets off internal revolt. Where did millions right. of dollars and donations of Black Lives Matter money go? The Global Foundation told the Global Foundation, now that's the network, that's the actual main thing, told the Associated Press that $21.7 million was embarked for grants 
to official and unofficial Black Lives Matter chapters around the country, in addition to 30 black-led groups. Yet, the $90 million right. donated to the political group in 2020 isn't reaching local activists. A group of 10 chapters, oh, wow. the hashtag BLM10, rejected the, founder, the foundation's funding offer last year and complained publicly about the lack of donor transparency. In a letter released in November of, um, November 30th, the hashtag BLM10 claimed most chapters have not received have received little to no financial resources from Black Lives Matter movement since its launch in 2013. That has had a burst consequences for the scope of their organizing work. Local chapters leaders told the AP. The hashtag BLM10 said the amounts given have been far from equitable when compared to how much they have raised themselves over the years. Another report recently published in Politico shows how many individuals who founded the movement continue to take advantage of its um, public success while shafting local activists. Now, this is a quote. Oh, wow. The, hold on. No, this is, a, this is a quote. The operations of Black Lives Matter have always been opaque with thousands of members and dozens of affiliates. Two of its three co-founders right. are no longer affiliated with the movement, even as they even as they continue to represent Black Lives Matter on TV. Local Black Lives Matter activists says national leaders cut them off from funding and decision making, leaving them broke and taking the movement in a direction which they fundamentally disagree. And as the Black Lives Matter movement grows in influence with millions of donations and celebrity endorsements, local organizations right. argue they are the ones in the streets pushing the change and they are not getting their due. And that is a quote from one, one of the activists wow. in the, um, the lower chapters. Yeah. Now, here's another quote. Leaders at the Black Lives Matter Foundation admit they have not been clear about their movements, finances and governance over the years. The Black Lives Matter movement is buckling under the strain of its own success with tensions rising between local chapters and national leaders over the group's goals, directions, and money. The right. moves have triggered mutiny in the ranks. Ten local chapters are severing ties with the Black Lives Matter Global Network as the national leadership is known. They, they are furious that Patrice Cullors, is remaining co-founder its remaining co-founder assumed the role of executive director of the group and made decisions without their input that's a move that to some signal a rebuke of its leaderful structure which gave every member equal say and kept anyone including a founder from overreaching um uh, so dickinson okay go ahead okay I, I, there's still more but go ahead um so Patrice Cullors, uh, she black or white? She's the main, the, the black girl, the one that um she oh, had the video wow. out there okay. claimed yes. to be a, a she was she was the one that claimed to be a uh, Marxist. She's like I'm a trained Marxist. So like I said, there's three of there was three right. main girls that started that well that started the organization. They ran it to the uh, point where they were popular. There was three main. I called it the triangle. Now two of them have stepped down as um, affiliates, but they still you know talk at meetings and all that. Now, Patrice Carter, remember, she's the one that right. just bought four houses, four houses, and one of them was in a gated community, you know, so she bought four houses with money that she says she didn't earn from the organization. She earned that money somewhere else. So people are not getting, they're, they're getting money. These three girls are getting money, but not giving it back to where it's supposed to go. So, and uh, like I said, these um, the leaders are stepping up and, oh, we, well, yeah. So I, I, like I said, when I saw the video, I was like, that can't be right. Because, I mean, they give back the money. That's what they're supposed to do, right? It's all about, you know, building up the back communities and giving back and all that. So that can't be. So I went deep research. Right. Like I said, there's more on here. There's more on here. Sherry Dickinson, lead, organi lead organizer with Black Lives Matter Oklahoma City, said this, and this was a quote. People assume that the money is distributed to local chapters. That is not the case. People also assume that when actions are made, the national leadership has a support agreement from the collective, which what they are saying represents all of us. And that is certainly not the case. So basically, the triangle makes the rules on what they want to protest over. But they don't include, but they're, they're, they're right. include everybody, everybody's input and say so in what they want to, you know, protest over. Social justice, um, 
changing the government, all these things. But the triangle has an agenda. Basically, okay, and just found out that 78% of black people in Minnesota actually don't want to defund the police. And the Black Lives Matter chapters in Minnesota don't want to defund the police. It was a triangle agenda to stop to start to defund the police while they actually wanted to work on social justice and reform and, and laws and everything like that. But they weren't included in the say-so on what they were protesting over. I'm like, well, damn, that's crazy. Right. So now yeah, it goes it on. The spot... The, the spotlight on these changes is now exposing fractures in the operation and leadership structure on its ground troops go public with their complaints. The 10 right. chapters that signed the letter, the self-proclaimed hashtag BLM10, laid out half a dozen points of contention and longstanding grievances. Colors is chief among their complaints. They said, arguing she made a power grab when she appointed herself executive director of Black Lives Matter Global Network. They also said that right. there's a lack of transparency over money the movement has raised and chapters can have access to it. Since Black Lives Matter formed in 2013, their chapters complained they received scant financial support despite repeated promises from the Black Lives Matter organization. Members have right. brought this up as early as 2016 and frustrated chapters plan to go public with the grievances a month ago. But they were encouraged to wait and discuss the issue with colors privately. Those discussions were not productive, they say. Now, right. colors declined a con she declined on comment, but representatives with the Black Lives Matter Global Network disputed that hashtag DLM10 complaints in its email statement arguing most of the quarterling chapters are not formally affiliated with the global network. Instead, they say the hashtag BLM10 are using Black Lives Matter name in a bid for credibility and money. And because of its funding structure, the network is limited on how that much they can give local chapters. But now, if you go back to the beginning of the article, uh, let's see, da, 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 da. The Global Foundation told the AP, now the, the same people that just said, that these people are not really affiliated with us, so they can't have the money, told the other newspaper article that they gave them $21.7 million because those are grants for official and unofficial chapters around the country, in addition to 30 black red groups. So they told some another newspaper that they gave up $20 million to people not affiliated and black leg groups. But here they're saying we can't give those money because they're not affiliated with Black Lives Matter organization. I'm like, so yeah, they're Yeah, somebody tell them some bullshit. You know, like I said, that's why I said you got to do right. your own research. So by the end right. of June, the Black Lives Matter Global Network had raised more than $13 million in donations and cemented its role as a political power and organizing force. But local, local organizers said they saw little or no money and were forced to crowdfund to stay afloat. Some organizers say they were barely able to afford gas or housing. That's crazy. Now, this comes from um, Justin Hansford. He is an executive director of Thurgood Marshall Civil Rights Center at Howard University. This comes from, and y'all go look him up. His name is Justin Hansford, executive director of Thurgood Marshall Civil Rights Center at Howard University. And these are, these are quotes. I've seen it play out in gender lines. I've seen it play out in class lines. I've seen it play out in national versus local lines. And this seems to be right. the last of those dynamics playing out with the organization itself. For the first time, somebody said the word Black Lives Matter. There was confusion because there was always the idea that decision of who gets the credit was a political one. Although the movement, all throughout the movement, there has always been the question of who gets the credit and following that, who gets the reward. And I'm like, wow. So, I mean, that he's, right. he's calling it out. All this energy that they put into this stuff last year, who got the credit for it? Who got the reward for it? Because apparently the local chapters and the, and the local activists are not getting anything. But those three girls did. They got $90 million dollars. And one girl went and bought four houses. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, yeah. Uh -huh. Now, now it goes on again. We're almost done here. 
while donations okay. from individuals through the group's primary platform averaged nearly $31 per with 10% of those reoccurring. Also, the financial report does not state here. The financial report does not state specifically where the money went last year. Though the foundation reportedly spent about $8.4 million on expenses in 2020, including administration and operating costs. So administration is the three girls that run the organization. Other chapters complained that right. they were not receiving adequate funding, especially given how much the Global Foundation had raised over the years. That said, hashtag BLM10 chapters argue that there are distinct differences between what the co-founders have said and what is really going on. Now, right. here, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. I think I think it's hilarious. Somebody ki kill that baby. <laughs> Put a titty in his mouth. Put a titty in his mouth. <laughs> but uh, here's the kicker. And I, I call it. Okay. And I call it the. I'll wait till you get settled. I'll wait till you get settled. Okay, I'm, I'm settled now. All right. Here's the kicker. And I call it the dun dun dun. Okay. The organization itself is considered to be a non-profit organization. So they are tax exempt for filing taxes or being looked at by the IRS. But until they started selling merchandise, selling products, and making money and paying employees' salaries, now they are an organization. They are a company. So next year in 2022, they got to file taxes. And now we get to see where the money came from and where the money went. So there will be a paper trail right. now, according to the IRS. Yeah. In December, the foundation was given nonprofit status by the IRS, which allowed it to receive tax deductible donations. And, and soon the organization will be required to file public information providing details about its organization, employee compensation, expenses, and operations. Yeah. Right now, they don't have to tell anybody, anybody where the money came from and where the money went until next tax season 2022 because now they are a company away. now they are a company right so these activists and these local leaders might be on to something they might be on i mean they might be on to like you know hey where did the money go i mean the, the whole right. video itself basically was there was 30 million dollars unaccounted for where did that 30 million dollars go now they claimed at the beginning of the article they gave it out to local chapters of people who were, who weren't affiliated and local black leaders. But now the local black leaders are right. going, you didn't give us a damn thing. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> then they said, oh, we can't give them any money because they're not affiliated with local but Black Lives Matter organization. So somebody is- So Black Lives Matter is around a around bunch of bulls. No, 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 no. The message itself is spot on. I, I, I've said this from the beginning, even back when Michael Brown, the whole Michael Brown thing. I said it spot on from the beginning, even with Trey Ryan Martin. The message is right on the money, right on the money. But yep. what are they doing, you know, to, to promote that message in, in a positive light? We hear about gang violence constantly. We hear about black on black crime. Where they, like yep. what happened to you up in, what happened to you up in Kentucky? There was a shootout. Someone yep. died. The news came, interviewed people, interviewed you, and you asked the same question. Where is Black Lives Matter? And they didn't air that on the news. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I've told people this. I mean, I, I try to tell people, like, so I try, it, try to inform motherfuckers. I was like, you got to understand, the organization itself and the message is two different things. Two different things. So the message, right. I believe it. I believe in the message. I believe in the message. I believe in the people behind the message. But the people that sit here and collect the money and, and run away, I can't put my faith in them. I can't put my um, heart, you know, in their direction. I cannot do that. So I'm, I know I wasn't right. the only one, but it's not just me. I, I, it's not just me as I'm calling them out. It's the same people they claim to be helping, giving them money. The same people they're claiming to give them money to are going, you're not giving us nothing. And now they're claiming, well, right. we can't give anything because you're not a part of what we're doing. Uh, yeah. Somebody next year, I, I tell you what, I, I say about July. I'm gonna give it till July of next year. Something gonna happen with the Black right. Lives Matter organization. Something's gonna happen, and I'm and I'm not hoping. I'm I'm hoping that it doesn't affect 
um, the the uh, the local chapters, the local the, you know the activists, and I hope it don't affect them. Because I go back to what Malcolm X said. You right. Know, when he found out about Malaj Muhammad, you know, um, birthing all the illegitimate kids, he could have went to the press right away and says, "This guy's been lying to us." But that would have destroyed the movement of the National Islam. These young black men would have right. ended up back on the streets, you know, doing drugs, gambling, partying, whatever, and everything. So he kept, he kept the, he kept silent from releasing that article, even when the National Islam media, the National Islam media themselves, you know, called him out. Excommunicated him, right. called him all the bad names in the world. He kept si he kept silent on that whole idea because he didn't want to see that organization itself crumble because of their failed leadership. And that's that's what that's how I feel right now. But I'm not the one. See, I'm not the one calling them out. I'm just pointing out the state obvious that the people that you um, claim to support and supported you, you're turning your backs on them, and and that's gonna come to bite you in the ass. That's gonna come to bite you in the ass. Yeah, it's gonna karma, karma tenfold, tenfold. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you encourage a lot of folks to put their lives on the line, you know, and at the same time, you're set behind, you set behind closed doors, making the money, and that. And, right. So yeah, you just hey, basically yeah, sit behind closed good. doors, yelling, and you just basically, you ever ask? Yeah. I'm here. Hello? So yeah, basically, you're just yelling out, you know, saying, you know, F the police and whatever, you know, they're killing us, you know, stop killing us, and you're not even the one pounding the ground. Right, right, right. Now, and like I said, it's funny. Like I said, the thing I find double funny is the actual movement, the actual Black Lives movement, the people that are on the ground, the ones that are out there, you know, having to protest and putting their lives on the line, they didn't want to protest defund the police. They wanted to protest social justice, the laws, you know, um, the, the government. They wanted to protest those things, local community politics. But the the triangle didn't want to do that. They wanted to protest defund the police. Now, where did they get that idea? Where did they get that idea from? So that's the question I asked myself. Where did they get that idea from? And we all know what happened last year. Because if you went to the Black Lives Matter website and donated money to them, only 5% went to Black Lives Matter organization, while 95% went to the Democrat Party. Everybody knows that. That's fact right there. They ain't no conspiracy. That's that's 100% right there. But now, who funded who funded the idea of starting an organization? You got to follow the money. Now, the popular theory out there yeah. right now is George Soros. And, of course, you can't say George Soros, but we all know what he does. So... Think about that. He gave money to start an organization to take away the the power from the local law enforcement, and claim that the people wanted this. No, the people didn't want this. Only a small portion you of another that. group of the leaders. Right. Then you collected all that money and forgot about the people who got you there, who helped build you that. You know. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there's something you know, you know, fishy going on, and I'm. You I know took I'm the money, and so basically, on. you took the money and ran, pretty much. Right, right. Now, like I said, they first claim they gave a part, uh, thirty, uh, twenty million dollars back to the local leaders, even people that weren't affiliated. Then they said, "Oh, no, we didn't okay. give them any money because they're not affiliated with our." So someone is, you know, not telling the the straight ball truth. But come next year, right. They will have to file taxes. They will have to file taxes. And then there will be a paper trail of where the money came from and where the money went. Right. Then we'll see, you know, if anything happens with that. But I don't want the I don't want the movement to stop. I don't want the message to stop. That I, that I don't want right. that to happen. But I want people to stop taking advantage of everybody else. Don't sit there and right. you know cause a world whirlwind of destruction and anger and animosity. And collect money from it off the blood, off the blood, sweat, and tears of my brothers and sisters. Don't do that. Don't do that. I, right. I, I, don't do I that. that. I say that about. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're there to make change. Okay. Don't make a dollar bill haul ass. Fuck you. you know? Right. But like I said, I'm not the one doing these things. But the people that they claim to help out are calling them out, and I and I appreciate that. I I really do. Because uh -huh. you know, we ask it all the time. Where too. are they at? Where are they at? Right. 
So now we got the actual local leaders calling them out. Hey, where, where'd y'all go? What, uh, what happened? Where's the money at? <laughs> so I, I'm glad to see those things. I am. But like I said, I, when I went and did this research because like I, said, I watched the video and it was straightforward. Um, you know, local leaders in Minnesota right. are, you know, calling out. But I, So I went and found out Oklahoma, New Jersey, Florida, Texas, you know, Iowa. I mean, there's all these other chapters out there saying the same thing. Other local leaders saying the same thing. So I, I'm like, I'm glad right. that they're, they're stepping up and, you know, reminding everybody that we started this for a reason. And now you, you're bad as the other guy, you know? Right. Other than so that, I mean, is there any kind of way? On. Go ahead. So is there any kind of way that now that you find out, found out that what the money may be really going, is there any kind of way that can divest from these people that's taking all this money and running? Oh, they already did. They already, they already said we're breaking off the affiliation. They don't want to be recognized as part of the Black Lives Matter organization. They still want to have the same movement have the same measure, but they don't want to be considered a part of Black Lives Matter, the global network. Because that's the whole thing. The Black Lives Matter, go, the BLMGN, that's the global network, okay? They don't want to be affiliated with that. I don't blame them. I don't right. blame them. So they want, because they want people to understand that we are still coming with the same message. Don't put us in the same boat as them because they, we share the same acronyms, you know? All right. So I'm glad they're still, I'm glad they're not giving up, but I'm also glad they're stepping aside and they're stepping away from, you know, what they see is bad. I'm glad they right. recognize that, okay, we got, we, we, we doing this and y'all fucked us over, you know? Right. Like, it's like y'all fucked us in the ass it, with no lube, you know? And, they're, and, they're, and, and, and they're not giving up. That's why I, I appreciate them not giving up. They're still going for now. Now I'm glad because now they have a chance to pursue their agenda of changing things in their communities, changing things in, you know, um, with social justice, changing things within the laws, you know, within politics. They get to have their say-so now and do the things that they were supposed to be doing last year instead of circling around right. one little idea. So I, I'm glad. I'm glad that, um, you know, I, I'm not glad that they, you know, people took money and, you know, you know, fucked somebody in the ass, but I'm glad that, that the light is coming forward now. You see difference between who an organization is and what a message is. I'm glad about that. Right. Right. Because my thing is this. My thing is this right here. After everything you just said, you know, yeah. Do I want to give to the people that's actually doing something for the community? Yes. But will I give to the actual yeah. organization that's taken away from the no. community? No. No, and it's the same thing. I won't give my money to anybody. I won't give my money, my love, my heart, my spirit to anybody that I knew was doing wrong to somebody else. I cannot do that. I cannot do that. Right. It's, you can't find that. I, you can't, last, I can't find it in my heart to do that either. I, I can go back to last year, and I will say it was around July, August last year. I had a lot of people delete me as a friend. They um, unfriended me, I mean, the whole nine yards, because I made statements like that. I'm like, y'all do understand that these three people right here are bad people. They're doing the wrong thing. And they're like, you don't understand that you're a fucking racist. I'm like, suck my dick, racist. My, suck my racist nuts. You know what I'm saying? So when I made statements right. like that, I was like, I can see the pattern. I can see the patterns. Because when that one girl made a video, she says, I am a trained Marxist. I'm like, boom, it's right there in front of you. She just told everybody, I am trained to take away your money. I am trained to take away your property and use it for my own my own gain. She told everybody that. And they're like, we're cool. We can just still fight the power. No. So I told everybody, I said, y'all do see the difference between what they're doing and what they're doing. And they're like, it's all the same thing. I'm like, no, it's not. It is not the same thing. So I had a lot of friends delete me on Facebook, unfriend me the whole nine yards because I made statements like that. And it's coming to light right now. Yeah. And I'm not going to say, I told you right. so. But motherfucker, guess what? I told you so. <laughs> you got so many people that's afraid to. I can see things. To have a you conversation. got so many people that's afraid to have a conversation. Right. To have a conversation. Well, not not only that. 
not only that, you got so many people that's afraid to face the elephant in the room that some people right. are, you know, shady, shady as fuck. And you know what? That goes back to, you know, the church I used to go to back in the late 90s, okay? All right. So, I went to a church called Elon Baptist Church. Pastor Vincent E. James, a local black pastor, which is now part, which is now chief of community building here in Louisville, Kentucky, appointed by Mayor Greg Fisher. Now, mind you, this has been a little over two decades ago since I went to this church, right? right. Actually, I started going two decades ago, but I stopped going. What's been now going on? I want to say 14 years since I've last been back to that church. And I'm pretty sure the reason why you stopped going, so that's what I want to hear about. I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm gonna bop a bop for him. Like, I know there's, there's a reason why he left. Tell me why he left. Go ahead. Okay, so the reason I left is because of the fact of, yeah, um, it was. I mean, mainly it wasn't wasn't just a pastor. It was who the pastor was hiring. Okay, so right. you had the pastor hiring accountants that was nickeling and dime in the church. Like right. the money is supposed and to be going to the church. There was, hmm. Right, tax-free money too. Yeah, there was nickel and dime in the church. They was going to church's piggy bank and divvy out money, you know, for their own personal gain. Like, yeah, one accountant that was in there that um that was um dipping in the church's budget and used some of the church's budget to buy herself a new car. And how many times have we heard that story? We've heard that scenario. I've heard it back when I was a kid. You know, I've heard, and it's not just the black the black churches. It's all people that claim to be speaking the word of God while taking the money out of your mouth. You know what I'm saying? I, I, right. And I'm not saying all of them are bad. Not all of them, but, but there are people in this world that will use that knowledge. They will use that knowledge of the Bible, use the knowledge of spirituality, use the knowledge of compassion, and just to dupe you into giving up something that, that you, you can't afford to give up. And give up any those kind of people you know, right the there. Pastor, I, I can't let me, let me, keep my love behind. Let me stop you right quick. You know what? The pastor's favorite saying was, "Will a man rob God? When you rob thee, and tithes and offer." But I mean, I, I get it. It wasn't the pastor. I didn't have no problems. I had no qualms with the pastor. It was like, right. you know, mainly the, the people that was work, you know, employees working up under him, and you know. Um, then it was like a couple of the members that intentionally set a house on fire just so they could get a donation from the church. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One yeah of them I remember, remember you telling it. me about that. Yeah, I remember yeah. you telling me about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it goes back to that situation. Uh, there are, yeah. It goes, it goes back yeah, to that like, situation, I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Like I say, there are people in this world, and I've seen it, you know, for the past half a century. There are people in this world that will use someone else's emotions to benefit themselves financially. But if you don't see past their bullshit, you will give blindly. And, and, and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart, you know? Right. I mean, that church is still around. You know, I'm not sure how much has changed since then. Those very same people that did that, I don't think they're no longer there. I know one of them got fired for that, and I think she got some jail time for doing that, and the other one got some jail time for arson for um, doing doing that crime right there. Now, now as for yeah, the that ones that yeah, took yeah. the money and buying all them houses and stuff like that, you know, you did that off the sweat of people's brow. They're people believing in your organization, and you're taking the money, and you're buying houses and gated communities and stuff like that versus giving it right back to the community to Give help us, you know. Right. You know, like you, go, said, you go I'm, with I'm the narrative. That. Go ahead. You, you, go, you go with the narrative of, you know, the, oh, the police are bad or, you know, certain, you know, certain white people like the KKK is bad, but yet you're, you're all no, no, turning around. You know, right. let me stop you real quick, real quick. You know what's funny about last year? No one once called the Klan yeah. bad. It was either white supremacists or Nazis. But you realize that no one actually talked about the Klan last year. It was the, it was like Nazis and white supremacists. But um, let me ask you this question: right. Where are they at? 
Where are they at? Can you point them out to me? Silent. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, no, I'm saying, but can you point them? Because I heard the claim all last year that the government is run by white supremacists. Okay, can you point them out to me? Because I don't know what they look like because they all look the same to me. Hate is hate, no matter the color okay. of your skin. You know what I'm saying? No, I, okay, I'm so metaphorical. I'm rhetorical. Got you, got you. Got you. I mean, yeah, but I no one talked about the plane last year. Oh yeah, right? no, I know. I'm, I'm saying, I'm just saying. But if, if our country is such in danger of white supremacists, right? Why are they not around? Why are they not in drones? Why are they not flocking around? Yeah, there are groups out there. There's organizations. There's people out there who are hating their hearts. But they are not the majority of the motherfuckers in this country right now. The majority of people in this country right now have the compassion and the understanding that we belong together. We work together. We live together. We are free together. That's what I like about this world. <laughs> Aliens are but, me again. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I like about this country too. But like, also, it's like, um, how can I put it? Um, you can't. It's like you can't say one thing and do another, and then not only that, yeah. Um, um, a few of those, like said, white supremacists showed their faces, and they got, and some of them have gotten in a lot of trouble. You know, you got to look at yeah, the yeah, last administration. But a few. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to say it, but a few have showed up. But that's what I'm saying. They are not a majority of us. They are they are right. few or far between. They might have their little cliques, their little groups, whatever. You know, 100, 200 people. But we are in the millions. We are in the fucking millions of people with heart, compassion, and love, understanding for each other. We are in the fucking millions. So there ain't no way you can tell me that a thousand motherfuckers that hate me is going to outpower the millions of people that love and understand and have compassion. But we got to keep an you eye on these people because they are dangerous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They yep. are they are dangerous because of their mindset because they will train somebody else to be thinking that same way. So change the world one thought at a time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I know the people out there with hating, hating <laughs> their hearts. I know there is. And it tell you what, and here's the, like elephant in the room, that hating the heart does not stop at color. Anybody right. can have hate in their heart for somebody else, no matter no matter who you are. It don't stop that color. Yep. Uh, yeah, it can be like, talk about you know, that, they don't want to talk about right, Latino right, on right. Latino, black on black on black, black on white. Um, um, uh, island Pacific, uh, the Pacific Islanders, Jamaicans on Haitians, Jamaicans on regular um people in America, you know, so anybody can have hate in their heart and it is not stuff that color. So, so anybody to say only white people are racist. No, everybody has hate in their heart in some way or another. And it depends on it, how much of it is there. You know, myself, I cannot right. stand anybody who has that kind of hatred in their heart, like the Klan, like the fucking Nazis, like the little assholes that think they're better than me or better than anybody else because they're White pure Puritan and Aryan, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. You are not pure. I guarantee, I guarantee you, if you take a group of clan dudes and gave them a DNA test on one of the, um, the bio tests, whatever, you'll find out they're not pure fucking white. I guarantee you, and that will fuck their minds up. I right. guarantee you, take a clan dude, you take a hundred people from the clan and give them one of those um, what do they call those things? Those genealogy tests, you know, we find out about Yeah, 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 shit like that. So if you get 100 clan dudes and they find out they got Native American or they got Latino in them, some African American, I guarantee you that I fuck their fucking minds up. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Because right. they only know what they're being taught. They don't know the actual truth. All they know is what they're being taught. You got to change that. You got to change that thinking, man. Change the world one thought at a time. Right. Right, right. All right. Well, other than that, so, other than that, um, I um, I do I want to get out of here, but I mean, I want to give you room to talk. But um, so what you got going on? What what's what's your thoughts on all this? Okay, so as I said, I mentioned the church situation, right? Right. right. Um, yeah, a lot of them. Um, it goes more into that. A lot of people felt like that that pastor Vincent James. Um forced a lot of them out. He didn't force me out. I chose to leave on my own because I didn't like what I was seeing. 
you know? Right. And then, you know, we'd always have this other saying, you know, I can't see past the third pew. So my mother, who was also a member of the church, sat on that third pew just to see if that was true. And he didn't even acknowledge it. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So she's like, hmm, it's time to go. You know, she hasn't found another church right. since. And I was like, I, I ain't going back. Cause I see I see a lot of people that go praise the Lord and turn around and go right on the corner to the liquor store and get them a beer <laughs> or get them, get them some liquor. Hallelujah. 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 Or, or you got people that praise the Lord and turn around and come right back out to the church and cuss like a sailor. Yeah, now, here's the thing, though. I, I, I believe in the freedom of expression. I believe in secular humanism. If you want to believe in a message of one deity, one God, you know, one power, one creation, whatever. I, I'm cool with that. But don't sit there and play hypocritical and says, well, I am a Christian, but I'm going to do these things. No, accept your role as a human being first. If you think that, okay, just because I say I'm Christian don't mean I can't curse, I can't drink, I can't fornicate. That's wrong. You were allowed to. You were a human being first. Okay? And sidestep on that. Don't, do not not believe in the message, but question the messenger. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can believe right. in the power of you can believe in the power of God, the message, the stories, the whole nine yards, but question the messenger. That's what you need to do. The person telling you those stories, question their motives. But never right. question your love for your deity. Never question your love for your deity. Never question your love for your deity. And don't let anybody tell you you can't be a human being first. That's wrong. That's wrong. Because we were we were humans first right. before we knew about religion, you know. And then and then um, the I mean it's just it's 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 it's, 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 it's oh, just I get, a whole I know what you're saying. Right. But see, I I like the people that actually sit there and, and tell me, you know, I believe in God, I love God, I love the message of God, I believe in this, I believe in that. But at the same time, I want to smoke, I want to drink, I want to fornicate. Because that means they recognize that their true gift is the first gift of God gave us was free will. You know, you are a human being yeah, first yeah. before religion, before religion. Now, you can have that love for your deity, but love yourself first. You know what I'm saying? Right. You just got to know, you got to know right from yeah, wrong. All right. You know what I'm saying? Ain't that, ain't that, ain't that wrong with enjoying life, the, the pleasures of life, the, the decadence uh -huh. of life? Ain't that wrong with enjoying those things? But at the same time, don't deny right, right. somebody else because they're doing it also. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. But if you want to be a strict, if you want to be a strict Christian, a religious person, and all you do is sit there and Bible 24-7, you don't watch TV, you don't do anything in the world, don't look at anybody else like they're wrong because they're not wrong. They're living their life according to their creator. Yeah, don't be a Bible thumper and then turn around and you know, put down other break people the, just because the they choose to do one thing. Right. I mean, they, it says in the Bible, it says, in, it says in the Holy Bible. Judge himself. Or you without sin shall not cast the first stone. Keep going. Right. Keep preaching on Ye without sin shall not cast the first stone. Ye without sin shall not cast the first stone. Because we've all, we, you know, right. Um, it says also says in the Holy Bible, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. Except you me. Know? I'm, the only, I'm the only person in the world that ever sinned. That's a hundred percent fact. And I've said this many a times. I am the only person in the world who has never sinned. I have never been baptized. I'm not a really I'm religious affiliate of Christianity or the Catholicism. I'm not a religious affiliate of most religions, so I don't follow the dogma, the dogma, the doctrine. Or the ideology or religion, so I have never sinned. So I'm the only person in the world that's never sinned. I enjoy life because I'm a human being first. But at the same time, I have the flaws of a human being, which is the human condition. I, I still give this, my um, love. Right. I was gonna say this. Then Go when it comes to Catholicism, I've never really been Catholic. Um, I never really got into it because of the fact of, you know, I always see all these stories in the news where these uh, Catholic priests. Have been going to prison for rapes that they committed over 34 years, 30, 30, 40 years ago. Right. 
We'll you talk about they hey. touching little boys and stuff like that. Here's an idea. I'm going to go find a video uh, that talks about a lot of these topics, uh, about religion versus um, self-consciousness, if you will. And that can be our topic for next week unless something comes up. But until then, we do got to get out of here because I, I guarantee you the numbers are going long tonight because it's been a really great show, a lot of information to think about. But we are getting to the point now where we're coming into a whole other topic, another one we talked about tonight. And I don't want to, you know, get the people going on a, you know, different topic. So I, if you want to hold a topic for next week, I'm good with that. Unless something else yeah, comes yeah. up. All right. We can. Yeah, we got to get out of here. So go ahead and say good night to the folks. We're going to hit this button and jump out of this thing. All right. We love y'all. Peace. Good night. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up?